and you gotta come out. I felt so good when I'm bullying you the same. Boom, 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 boom. You're listening to Nostalgia Be Damned. Over your feet. Hello, everybody. My name is Zach. I'm Brandon. A.K.A. DJ Animal Cracker. Hey, wow. Oh, wow. (laughs) You're listening to another episode of Nostalgia Be Damned. Wow. Wow. It's the show where we take some of your favorite movies from the 1990s to the mid-2000s, and we look at them objectively, take off the rose-colored glasses that you may be wearing about them, dig a (laughs) 800-feet hole. Yeah. Drop them in there and then put a nuke down there and blow it up. If you didn't know, uh, we are covering 1998's action-adventure sci-fi film, Armageddon. Wow. Wow, dude. (laughs) Let's Armageddon on... Um, It's got a six... I told you what to do. Sit in, sit in that sit in joke. Yes, yeah, sit in that you, joke. Dude. Know what you did. <laughs> I do. All right. I apologize. I'm but mad I told at you. you I'd do it. Uh, <laughs> we're doing Armageddon. It's uh, this is our fifth and final uh, listener request yep. uh, for the month of November. Next week, we'll get into what we're doing next week uh, later on. But we're going to be tackling some holiday fare. Big shouts! I'm out. excited. Yeah, oh, I am too. Big shouts out by the way to Chris. That's right for recommending Armageddon. This has been a movie that I think we had been planning on doing absolutely anyway because. Oh my! It's God, the pinnacle dude. of '90s, late '90s filmmaking. Yeah, uh, <laughs> sure. This has a 6.6 on IMDb and a 39 percent on Rotten Tomatoes. It is, of course, directed by Michael Bay, who, for if you guys don't know, uh, directed Bad Boys One and Two, The Rock, Pearl Harbor, The Island, Transformers One through Fucking Five, <laughs> Pain and Gain, and 13 Hours, Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. Zach, what's your favorite Michael Bay movie? Oh, it's Armageddon. Is it really Armageddon? You'd say, like, quality-wise and everything, even after watching the movie now, after all those movies they listed off, you're still going to say that Armageddon is your favorite Michael Bay movie. Think about this. Because I believe that after watching this this time, I, good, I haven't seen this in a good probably six or seven years. When I first picked it up on Blu-ray, I probably I mean, watched what, it, but I, mean, I haven't seen it in a while. Me, what do you want me to say, man? Yeah, no, Pearl I'm going to tell Harbor? you. No, Pearl Harbor's terrible. Bad Boys 1 is, uh, a, is a decent movie. Uh, yeah. A lot of people hate Bad Boys 2. It's pretty terrible, I, but there are a lot of good action scenes. However, I am actually like a kind of a fan of Pain and Gain. I like that movie. I haven't I know seen Pain and oh, Gain. Okay. I, I kind of like that movie. Gain. A lot of people hate it, and I get, I get why you'd hate it. It's based on a true story, and he like completely sensational. It and, and it's terrible for the people involved, but as a movie, I kind of find it entertaining. I guess if you're going to bend my arm, either Bad Boys 1 or maybe I mean, the, the Rock. The Rock is maybe, his best movie, I think. Or maybe the first Transformers. Yeah, Transformers which I re- not too terrible. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Transformers was, I remember being enjoyable before it turned into whatever the hell it is now. I mean, the island isn't even that terrible. That's, that's the thing about his movies is there, there are things you can pick out about them that you enjoy. That he, He's a skilled filmmaker, but at the same time, his movies are filled with so much oh bullshit. God, it's such crap. Dude. <laughs> it really like, is. It it's really just is. dumbed down to the point where it's it's hard to even sit there and just, oh, I'm all for it. Turn your brain off entertainment, man. I like just chucking my brain at the no, door dude, and, and watch some, the shit explode. But this is my There are some points. real stupid things going on in this movie. I, I, it, so we were talking about how the, it's a pretty typical thing on our show that we go through the plot a little bit. 
I, I don't even know if we can do that in this episode. We're going to try, but it's a two and two and, two and a half, half hour, hour long this movie. Is three and a half page masters. Of just, dude, this is three and a half page masters, <laughs> and it's just pure, like just garbage after wave of garbage. And man, it's bad. This was a uh, this was a hit back. This came out in '98. Oh yeah, it, it was second for the year behind Saving Private Ryan. Cost a hundred and forty million dollars to make, which was pretty fucking big back in that back at that point in time. Two hundred and one it made in the United States. Five hundred and fifty three worldwide. It was a bona fide box office hit, man. Dude, how did it lose to Saving Private Ryan? That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Some other uh, action films uh, out at the time of this, anyway. You got Deep Impact, essentially the same movie. I would say more intellectual, but way less exciting. It's kind of a dull watch, from what I can remember. I haven't seen it a few years again, but other action films out this time. We got the fucking Roland Emmerich's Godzilla, Star Trek Insurrection, Blade, great movie, oh my and God. Uh, Lost in Space, not a good movie. <laughs> Lord in heaven. <laughs> so, yeah, that to choose from in 98. A lot of people went to Armageddon, and I could understand why. At the time, we have to put this in perspective, at the time... Other than like Apollo 13 and the right stuff, you know, you had those movies set in space about astronauts and whatnot, but this was kind of the first one to really... Dude, what like, about Space Cowboys? <laughs> that didn't come out until after this, dude. Oh my I, god. I, I never forget Space Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, this was exciting at the time when it first oh, yeah. released. I remember the trailer and shit. This was, big, this was a big deal. Dude, this is a movie that I would constantly get rented from the uh, movie rental yep, place. Yep. Uh, I won't say their name. Movie too, gallery. Play on. I actually went to the Wegmans section. You don't know what Wegmans is, do I don't. You? So it's that's a, really specific, isn't it's a it? That's why you chose story, not yeah, to. That's why okay. I chose not to do it. But you forced my hand. <laughs> but this was kind of in the Independence Day wheelhouse, where it's just destruction for the sake of blowing shit up and uh, cheesy one-liners. A lot of uh, you know, st- a star-studded fucking cast. This cast is pretty. Stacked. I never thought I'd say this, but this movie kind of reminds me of Independence Day on like 30 grams of cocaine. (laughs) (laughs) It's crazy, man. But yes, this cast is unbelievable. We got Bruce Willis. Ben Affleck. Bushbag. Oh, of course. We got Steve Buscemi. He's back. We got Billy Bob Thornton. Liv Tyler. MC Duncan, dude. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Just seeing him on screen. I missed the hell out of that guy. Yeah. We got William Fickner. We got Owen fucking Wilson. Oh, wow. Hey, wow. Wow. This was hot off the the trail of Anaconda. He started in that one. Stop. You can't do it. It's bad. (laughs) Uh, Wow. There's Keith David, Jason Isaacs, there's a, just a Will Patton, there's a plethora of actors in this movie. God, you wonder why it took so much money to make it. They probably spent half the budget on CGI, half the budget on just the actors alone. Well, dude, it paid off. It was nominated for four Academy Awards uh, for Best Sound, Best Effects, uh, Best Sound Effects Editing, and of course, Best Original Song, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing by Aerosmith, what? a.k.a. Liv Tyler's dad, Steven Tyler. <laughs> what? No best screenplay, dude? <laughs> That's a buzz- Yeah, that was a real... Yeah, Saving Private Ryan may have lost to best picture, but the real travesty that year is Armageddon <laughs> not getting best screenplay. Oh, yeah. my God. Because, God damn. But uh, we can't deny the uh, the power of that song, that anthem. Oh, my God. That's it's a that, beautiful song. Do you remember when that song came out? It was on the radio all the time. It still is. I hear it all the time on classic rock stations. Mm-hmm. And do you cry when you hear it? No. But that's because I have no soul. Oh, well, I mean, this is one of those songs that gets a lump in your throat as you hear it. Not really. It's actually kind of creepy, the fact that Steven Tyler's singing kind of about his daughter, because I remember the music video oddly spliced in 
footage from this movie, like the animal cracker scene, which we'll get to. Oh, we'll get and to Bruce the Willis. It's just very strange that the whole song is clearly, uh, you know, a love song. Yeah, it's a love ballad, but like in the music video, like he's singing it directly to his daughter. It's for a movie that his daughter's in. It's just a little weird, man. I don't want to close my eyes. Uh, we don't have to sing I it. I don't want to fall asleep because I miss you, Zach. And I don't want to miss a thing. Boogalayops. Oh, gosh, that was good. Uh, also, J.J. Abrams had a hand in, in writing this movie, which is strange because I normally like his stuff. Of all the names that pop up in the opening credit sequence, the one that jumps out at you is J.J. Abrams because you stop and you're like, wait. Uh, mine was actually Eddie Griffin, who's in this movie for a total of two minutes and is for some reason in the opening credits. He's big, man. How else are you going to... I love Eddie Griffin. Before we dive in, Zach, what's your kind of history with Armageddon? You mentioned earlier that you had, you'd seen it a bunch or rented it a bunch. Like I said, I used to get it all the time. Um, and I, I, when I saw it, I thought it was a great movie. I, I loved it. I'm very interested in space and the idea of, you know, these spaceships flying around because it was kind of spoke to the Star Wars nerd in me a little sure. bit just to see the spaceships flying through the asteroid and everything like that. But God, that was, that's also a movie that unfortunately I watched so much, even into my years of kind of understanding what I was looking for in a movie. Sure. And it just soured on me and soured really? on me and soured on me and then stopped watching it all together. And then, you know, it'd pop up on F- FX and you're like, I want to fucking watch this movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it, it was a movie. It's kind of sad. It's kind of a tragic uh, downturn because I used to love watching this movie and now... God, it feels like a chore. <laughs> so you'd say going into this movie, you were not as high on it as you were beforehand. You would, you would, you would seen the flaws, I guess. Yes, no, I, I was well aware of this movie's shortcomings before okay. we watched okay. this. So this may not be a nostalgia be damned. You, you've kind of already damned your nostalgia no, going the, into yeah. this. Is that what you're getting at? Yeah, this is right. proving myself right be damned. Okay, so. for some reason, I believed that this was one of Michael Bay's like best. I thought this rivaled The Rock going into this screening, and we'll talk about how I feel about it in a bit later. But uh, I get seven years since I've seen it, and and I would say a lot of the effects kind of hold up. I like the fact that they use a lot of models and whatnot when they're mm-hmm. expl- and they're, these explosions are intense and there's a fucking lot of them and <laughs> not scientifically accurate. Yeah, we're gonna get into the science. Let's dive fucking head right in. Let's go. All right, so we start off with uh, Charlton Heston narrating. <laughs> he comes in for the first two minutes, never again. Like, it never narrates again. I was surprised it was a narrator. Why even start with the narrator? <laughs> and and what it, the narrator does nothing but really tell us, like, this is the Earth. One time an asteroid <laughs> hit it and destroyed it. It can <laughs> do it again. Yeah, so it blows it up from Thanks. the outside. I wish that we would have seen, like, on the ground these fucking dinosaurs being eviscerated. That would have been awesome <laughs> to start the movie off. But instead, we just see, you know, this ultra wide shot of the Earth kind of destroying. And he goes, It happened before. It'll happen again. It's only a question of when. Mm. Arma fucking get in. We get some flame titles and shit and 3D effects flying at your face. I really need to just let the audience know, too. We watched this on Blu-ray. It is on Netflix if you want to give this a quick watch. At the time of recording, it is. At the time of recording, it is on Netflix, so if you want to give it a quick watch. But on the Blu-ray version, we paused it at one point to check a timestamp, 
and the the progress bar were flames dude it was like it was like these little lines that told you what scene you were on and then flames it's michael bay insane. chose that on this blu-ray he chose all of the details in this movie and if you don't know, Michael Bay is like a balls to the wall. He's getting it's action, it's machismo, it's manly. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking flames on your Blu-ray <laughs> progress bar. That's what it is, Cocaine dude. Cocaine-ridden destruction. <laughs> so, uh, this massive meteor shower destroys the uh, space shuttle Atlantis and just an entire swath of land around the North Atlantic. NASA discovers through their fucking Hubble Space Telescope that the meteors uh, were debris propelled from the asteroid belt by a rogue asteroid. And they say it's roughly the size of Texas, right? They say it's the size of Texas, which they they also said that the one that destroyed the Earth the first time was only a couple miles long. This one's the size of Texas, dude. Yeah, that one's a little bitch. This one, dude? Big Daddy, dude. Big Daddy meteorite. Yeah, absolutely. So the models of these things exploding, I kind of dig. However, to watch this movie today with the movies that have come out since, like Gravity and Interstellar and The Martian... It really looks kind of foolish. Like, it, it, it made no progress since 2001 A Space Odyssey. Yeah. I will say it's almost the exact same level of uh, r- realism, you know what I mean? Yeah, well, I mean, we can talk about the science too much. It'll defeat the purpose of this nerd-bashing journey we're going to go on. <laughs> There's no sound in space. There's not even explosions like that in space when that happens. No, it makes it's no sense. There's so no sound stupid. when shit explodes, yeah. but this is just like what Someone looks at one point like cool. flies out of the spaceship and yep. is still alive, and it's like, no, you freeze to death instantly. Yeah, but this asteroid gets its like head caved in by some meteors. It's pretty sweet, dude. It's pretty cool, dude. So cut from NASA, who are really intense, all kinds of crazy shit's happening. They're discovering kind of what's going on. And then we hard cut to New York City. New York City. Eddie Griffin uh, driving around and it's, uh, I'm getting ready for the big time, playing over the radio. Thank you. This movie's actually got a pretty sweet soundtrack. Really good. Excluding that first song there. (laughs) (laughs) So Eddie Griffin is arguing with this street vendor or something all of a sudden he looks up and this asteroid's coming down and just eviscerates the vendor (laughs) yeah and and then more meteors come down and starts crushing and smashing into cars explosions it's pandemonium. Eddie Griffin yells, Somebody call 911! <laughs> yeah, another awesome another taxi driver says, Oh my God, we're at war. Saddam Hussein's bombing us. Remember when that was a thing. Yeah, pretty crazy. Yeah. And you can tell it, the, these shots, the way everything's kind of, the movement of the camera and the the way the explosions look, like the hyper-stylized way of it all, it's such a precursor for the Transformers and all this shit that you mm-hmm. know he's going to do and beat to death. But when you watched it, I guess the first time in 98, you know, one of the first first times anyway this could have been more exciting as it was now now it just kind of looks like the same shit we've seen from him over the past 10 years again and again and again i will say this watching this movie this time around one thing that i was looking forward to was uh counting how many lens flares and blue lights there's a lot. We saw there's <laughs> so many do but not as much as like a transformer movie no uh so we get this little explanation from NASA as to how they didn't see this thing coming. Because, again, it's the size of Texas. You'd think that, you know, we have a budget for this stuff. They go, the object collision budget uh, is only a million dollars. So we can really only survey like 3% of the the sky. It's like, fucking, fuck fucking government. Yeah. Yeah, what are you doing? What are my taxes paying for, you assholes? But they're calling this a global killer. Like, no matter where it hits on the Earth, it's going to destroy mankind and the entire Earth. The tsunami is going to wipe out continents on 
on both sides. Everybody else is going to die from a nuclear winter. Bacteria won't even survive. I mean, this is it. This is the end. Good times, dude. And they say that there's a clock on everything in this fucking movie. And somehow some nerd intern like is running up to them and goes we have 18 days he just comes out of the woodwork with this answer i don't know how and then michael bay threw a bottle at him shut up nerd shut the fuck up shut the fuck up nerd and he's like michael he's an actor and he's like i'm sorry reflex i gotta bash nerds yeah and he had to sit in the corner and fume for a little while before (laughs) they could get back to set god michael bay is such a He's a cool guy. <laughs> He's fucking sweet, dude. But you know who's even cooler, dude? Bruce fucking Willis. Goddamn right he is. We're introduced to him. He's Harry Stamper. He's playing golf, knocking it off at uh, these, what, like, Yelling protesters? at hippies. Yeah, yeah yelling, yelling at, at hippies. protesters because he's on a giant oil rig. That's what he is. He's the best oil driller in the goddamn world. Goddamn world, dude. And, you know, he's getting some bad news about his oil rig because he's... I guess protege, sort of. Or yeah, like, he's like know, an apprentice. One of, yeah, one of his young, one of his young workers, Ben Affleck. Yeah, he plays AJ Frost. AJ, of course he does. <laughs> um, AJ has been drilling when he's not supposed to, so he goes to yell at him. And who does he find in AJ's fucking bed, dude? Dude, not only has he been drilling good holes, he's been drilling Willis's daughter. It's Liv <laughs> Tyler, um, who, by the way, I think at this point in the movie, she's like a twenty-five-year-old woman, right? She has to be. What? She's running like. Japanese public relations for his <laughs> company. company. Yeah. Like, there's a line at least at some point where they're like, she's old enough to drink, so she's definitely at least over 21, right. which means he's a crazy overprotective dad. Like, it's, yeah. it's super weird. Yeah. But like a normal, rational person, he decides to shoot Ben Affleck with a shotgun. <laughs> he grabs his shotgun and we get this whole 10 minute fucking sequence of him running around this rig and Bruce Willis shooting at him. Like, which literally is, trying to kill him. That's attempted murder, attempted brother. Murder. You can't I mean, do that. No. Nobody reports him. That's an abusive workplace. No, and this was the time in movies, I mean, we still do this today in like comedies where no one takes anything seriously but they're all like oh come on give him a chance while he's shooting at him with a shot he actually hits him with like a, like a ricochet a, ball yeah, or ricochet god damn Man. Cut to a bunch of nerd pitches, <laughs> which we could tell was just like the writer trying to, to discover, like, all right, how are we going to blow this thing up? What are we going to do? Right. And so I just pictured them in like the boardroom, like, <laughs> right. What are we going to do? How we blow this thing up? Well, so what, one of the jokes that we were making was this whole scene just gives off this air of like Michael Bay in the writer's room. They're like, OK, well, what they could do is they could attach it to like solar sails and that would take it away. And he's like, no, no, nerd, nerd, nerd. Blow it up with a nuke. Blow it up with a nuke. Nerd. <laughs> But, and then one kid in the back was like, yeah, but I don't think if you blew it up from the outside, it would work. You'd probably have to, like, drill inside it or something. He's like, who, and who after, said that? <laughs> yeah. And after Michael Bay uh, composes himself after bashing that nerd and they take the next scene, <laughs> they decide that they're going to have to drill inside. So who do they need? They don't need astronauts. No. They, no, they don't need astronauts, dude. They need the best driller in the world. And apparently that's Bruce Willis. Fuck yeah, it is. If it can be drilled, he can drill it, dude. <laughs> That's a line. It is. Oh, my God. It's a, the, the drilling, like... Puns? Puns and, like, <laughs> references. Like, like he makes it seem like oil drilling is, is like, the most the important fucking no, it is job. literally yeah. the one job we need in this world. <laughs> Fuck surgeons, everybody else. Doctors, like, no. Yeah. You need to be a fucking man drilling in some oils, getting dirty with other men. That's how we save the world. How we save the world. USA! No, USA! USA. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh... 
we get introduced to more and more of Bruce Willis's uh, team here, one of which is played by Bushbag, a.k.a. Steve Buscemi. What's what's with him in this movie? Like, what's with his character? He has a lot of weird dialogue about, like, being attracted to underage girls. Yeah, he. I don't know. He, like, because the FBI or the, the Air Force goes to get uh, Harry. Yeah. And he immediately comes over. He's like, ah, Harry, I didn't know she was not 18 or something like <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah, he's like, she didn't tell me her age. And yeah, it's like, was like what? what? No, not, not for you, there, dude. dude. But we, we also find out that Liv Tyler has been living on this oil, on these oil rigs for her, much of her life, and she's been kind of raised by each of these guys yeah, on, these the, on the ruffians, rig. ruffians, if you will. Yeah. So they get taken to uh, NASA where where Harry and his daughter, because he won't go anywhere without do, her. Not without my baby girl. Not without my baby girl. Muhammad Bird. Muhammad Bird. They're taken to NASA where they are debriefed about the situation. And he takes the, him into the hangar and shows him this, like, drill that apparently Harry created. NASA didn't know this. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, no, according to Harry, NASA allegedly stole the plans for this stole drill patent, and right? somehow made it less good. <laughs> like, yeah, they so, fucked it up, man. So they're like, okay, well, can you fix it and then teach our astronauts over here how to operate it? And right. Bruce Willis... Hold, nope, hold on. Let's finish the scene. Bruce Willis, like a fucking, you know, man's man, is walking away. God damn it. These guys, they don't know how to drill. If I'm going to drill, I need my team. You got it. <laughs> yeah, Billy Bob Thornton just immediately goes, yeah. you got it. So we are abandoning. <sighs> All right. We have to get into this yeah, right now. We are abandoning is- <laughs> the idea that the astronauts are going to learn how to drill. We are now going to teach the drillers how to become astronauts. In like, in less than 18, in it's like, like 15, 15 days is what they're saying at this, at this point. point. This is fucking insanity. And then, so it's even twofold because even that level of insanity, I could even kind of cop. But then he goes as far as to say that like, we don't really want any astronauts on board. It's all going to be his team. Yeah, like, no, I get, like, like I don't bring... want those nerds. My team only. <laughs> yeah, like I get, it. I get it. Like you got to bring him in. He's got to, you know, he's the best drill in the world. You got to drill. I get it. You, he can teach the astronauts, but for him to say no, I want my own team. <laughs> and for NASA to not even blink, like immediately, he's just like, you got it. This is the entire world hangs in the balance, and he's just like, I need my own team, bro. He's like, fine. <laughs> like, no, that's not how it works. Like, no, you're going to teach. These astronauts had to drill the hole. Like, <laughs> and, case closed. Folks, if you have a good five minutes in your day, you won't laugh at anything harder if you YouTube a little bit of a commentary track from this DVD and Blu-ray. Uh, ben Affleck is on record like talking about this scene and kind of the general conceit of this movie and how he approached Michael Bay on set. He's literally just like on the DVD commentary. You can hear it. And it's funny as fuck. Affleck recalls like, yes, Bay, like. Why is it easier to train oil drillers to become astronauts than to train astronauts to become oil drillers? And Michael Bay's response? <laughs> Dude, fuck you. That's, <laughs> he's he's said, Shut the, the fuck up. Shut the fuck up, Ben. Let me make my movie. Ben Affleck, by the way, had an Oscar at this point. For writing. writing. Goodwill Hunting for writing. <laughs> you think he might listen? Whatever. No, Michael Bay. Yeah, that guy's a fucking should, nerd. This is the real plan. Goodwill Hunting, that movie about a nerd? Fuck off. <laughs> Is that the movie where Matt Damon cried? Get out of here. <laughs> Fucking nerd. <laughs> Shut up, Ben. The drillers become astronauts, okay? I have this feeling that Michael That's Bay insane. always wanted to be an oil driller or an astronaut. <laughs> Do I make a movie with both of them? Both of them, plus a nuke. <laughs> 
So they start wrangling up the team. There's uh, Michael Clark Duncan. He plays Bear. Ken Gamble. I've barely seen him. He's Max. Uh, Boochbag uh, is Horny Old Rockhound. Mm-hmm. Owen Wilson is Oscar Choice, who's wow. first introduced <laughs> riding a goddamn stallion. Well, Blackhawk helicopters chase him <laughs> down. <laughs> Will Patton uh, is Chick. And, of course, uh, they reluctantly hire Ben Affleck. Of course, A.J. Frost. Mm-hmm. Great. So the only way they'll do this, though... They got a list of demands, and man, are they some knee slappers! Oh my god, uh, uh, we're not going to go through them. But the one that's kind of kind of funny is they're like, "We're not going to pay taxes ever again, ever again, ever again." <laughs> yeah, it's and that's, cool. it's the one yeah. demand that I'm like, "Yeah, yes. I, get, I get that one. Like, that's a good idea." They then go to take their medical evaluations, and on their way in, Fickner's like, "Talk about the wrong stuff," like the right great joke. Like, yeah, <laughs> great, really good. So there is, I don't know, Brandon, what, 20 minutes of training montage? Yeah, it, it, it kind of comes with them first doing the medical evaluations, and then there's the whole to just see if their body can actually sustain, you know, life in space. And of course, these guys, they're a fucking couple of clowns, too. They're a ragtag group of bros, bro. Roughnecks. Yeah, they're roughnecks, Youths. but they're hardworking, they're blue-collar Americans. And mm. if anything, if anyone can solve any fucking problem, it's them, dude. <laughs> Sure. Um, yeah, they. I mean, they go through all sorts of training. They go through zero gravity training in the pool. They get to ride on uh, F-18 uh, jets. Yep. Uh, so pl- NASA's plan, basically, is to launch two specialized space shuttle orbiters, the Freedom and the Independence, uh, to kind of just increase the chances of success where this could all fucking go, you know, tits up. Makes sense. It's like for every good plan NASA has, they have like a million bad ones. <laughs> like, like I don't know, the idea of hiring drillers <laughs> instead <laughs> of astronauts. This is ridiculous. <laughs> like, there are so few limited astronauts in the world. Like, the, the years and years of training. How would I like? And they're all the smartest men like on the planet. Like, they're all scientists. How do you think they're not going to understand how to drill an eight hundred foot hole? <laughs> I know it's really weird. Ugh. Anyway. Uh, Affleck eventually winds up proposing to Liv Tyler in the back of some, like, rocket thruster while Bruce Willis creepily watches this whole thing go down. They talk about her like she's 16 years old. She's 25. It's really weird. Like, Boosh again mentions, like, oh, well, when she had her period and stuff, I used to help her. And there's all this just weird dialogue. I just, it's so weird, man. I don't know, man. It's a strange, I I mean, I get what he was trying to accomplish with this, like, this love issue or something but it just comes off as a little creepy i don't know the movie's two and a half hours long and they really could cut out a lot of these supposed like character beats i get what you're doing it's to kind of make us feel when you know they actually start dying later in the movie but they're still so one-dimensional and and brief that we we really it doesn't just matter really don't give a There's shit that whole like 10 minute like literally 10 minute sequence where they're just like chatting in the interrogation room about just questionnaires and stuff and you're supposed to like laugh at a lot of it none of it's funnily no, written really or performed good, yeah anyway uh, basically what you got to know is bruce willis doesn't think aj is one good enough to do this job and actually two good enough for his baby girl. Yeah, no, baby girl, hummingbird. They find out they have to drill 800 feet in order to break up the rock so that basically they'll drill in, place a nuke, it'll blow up, break into like two giant pieces and narrowly miss Earth right. if they do it before a certain breaking point. They have, mm-hmm. you know, again, there's another timer. Someone's fucking calculated this somehow and they're I mean, like, oh, you've got this much time to do the it. The whole movie is just a countdown. During that pool underwater drilling training simulation type thing that we mentioned earlier, AJ, uh, you know, he fails the simulation 
situation. He's a hothead, man. He thinks he can do it. And Bruce Willis kept telling him, you know, you can't do this. You got to know your limits or whatever. And, you know, Ben Affleck. Being do you want to go home? Yeah, exactly. You know, they're, they're butting heads, you can tell. Mm-hmm. But also, there's also a line that Chick delivers, you know, mentions that, yeah, that really reminds me of someone I used to know, yeah. a.k.a. Bruce Willis, a.k.a. They're both the same person. Oh, my God. And this is uh, – we're, we're kind of jumping here, but, I mean, there's so much to cover. So before we get any further, though, I really want to touch on one scene we skipped, and that's the animal cracker sequence. Well, that's what I was going to get yes. into. Yes. So, so uh, just to kind of push things along uh, – the the boys have been given leave the night before their mission. Doesn't make a lot of <laughs> That's sense. That's so ridiculous. Um, but so, you know, where other guys go home and booze it, uh, a couple people say goodbye to their families. Ben Affleck and Liv Tyler take the time to go to this tree sunset picnic-y area yep. where Ben Affleck is playing with animal crackers on <laughs> Liv Tyler's belly button bare chest like, <laughs> yeah and like does this whole weird little monologue and he's running around these crackers like all across her body yeah and tucks and one the, in her underwear yeah tucks one in her he's like i'll go all the way down south and like tucks it in her underwear dude <laughs> meanwhile the love ballad that her father wrote <laughs> there's a lot of weird father relationships with Liv tyler in this movie which is it's weird so strange man. anyway during this whole sequence too though where they're kind of showing what people are doing in their off time will Patton, who plays chick goes to visit his like ex-wife and, and uh, like son but he has some court order like restraining yeah, well, him i guess the son what did will Patton do i don't know the son's never even met him it's creepy. And then Bushbag and Max go to the strip club. They wind up getting into a fight um, and arrested. But guess what? They're like, hey, call NASA. We're astronauts. Yeah, what a, whatever, man. So 50,000 people get killed in Shanghai when a meteor winds up striking. The news beforehand had not spread. They were really trying to keep this all contained because if people knew what was happening, you know, it's fucking chaos. Despite New York City being yeah, exactly. destroyed but literally at just this a week point, before. Yeah, at this point, news starts to finally spread and people are starting to lose their shit, understandably. Yep. So Liv Tyler says uh, goodbye to both Ben and Bruce, and the president is preparing the public for what's going on. They finally, like, break the news, what's going on, they're telling them their plan. And this is really supposed to be that Independence Day, like, we will not go gently into the night or whatever, and it's a kind of a fall, it falls flat. Yeah, it's a really (laughs) boring, like, speech. The president actor who is not anyone famous. He's no fucking He's really, like, boring and just forgettable. The more forgettable scene in this is when... Uh, ben Affleck starts singing Leaving on a Jet Plane to Liv Tyler, and then Michael Clark Duncan, Bushbag, and oh, one other guy just start singing, too. So, like, you know, these astronauts going on, like, the greatest history event of mankind are singing Leaving on a Jet Plane. <laughs> it's pretty sweet, dude. And, ah. you know, uh, Keith David, and they're all like, oh, you picked these guys to man the mission. I mean, he's just saying what we're all thinking. <laughs> so at an hour and 10 minutes in, dude, we're finally in fucking space. <laughs> an hour and 10 minutes. We still have an hour and 20 left in the movie. Jesus. So this is a whole scene that I really believe should have just been taken out of the movie. It's a 20 minute segment in which they have to refuel for some reason. They've just left the atmosphere again. I am 100% not a scientist of any kind, so I don't understand. Maybe they got this right. Something tells me they didn't. But as soon as they leave the atmosphere, they have to refuel once again. So they stop at this Russian space station that's orbiting. 
Played there's a hugely Russian stereotype played by Peter Stormare, who's in like five fucking Michael Bay movies. Yeah. I, I think the refueling thing might be a little bit more accurate than we're giving it credit for. Again, we're not scientists, we're not astronauts, we don't know. Yeah, but the way that it's edited though, it literally just seems like they get up in the air and immediately have to refuel. But you're right, it's like twenty minutes long and like it, it, for some reason it, I it took me a while to figure out why, but the the station the station station explodes because there's like a gas leak and you know but the thing of it is 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 peter stormare is really the only thing that that causes any change from the plot moving forward he winds he and ben affleck narrowly escape the ablaze and they get back on their spaceship they refuel but the whole point like it doesn't add anything to the story the space the russian space station blew up but that like that literally means nothing for the plot they could have just had no no i think i think the only thing that's less of a movie i think do is ben affleck even in the wrong spaceship at this point i think he's in the correct one so it's just so stupid yeah anyway they wind up evacuating in in the shuttles before the station uh, the explodes yep so they move into position for phase two of their plan Which is to slingshot around the moon, I believe? Yes, so <laughs> stick with us, folks. They're going to slingshot around the moon. At 12G. At 12G, dude. And hopefully the gravitational pull from the moon will get rid of all the asteroids in the tail end of the big asteroid. So they're going to have a clear landing path when they come up behind the big rock. Not going to plan though dude because nothing's nothing, gone to plan nothing's gone to plan this has been a, a disaster from like launch yeah um they wind up crashing into it essentially there's so yep. many goddamn i think it's the, i think it's the freedom asteroid. ends up getting destroyed and like several crew members die including very unceremoniously Owen Wilson, dude. I, I will. I oh, wrote it down. Wow. It was legit 25 minutes after the scene had happened when we finally realized, did Owen Wilson die? <laughs> Wait, Owen Wilson's not in this movie anymore. <laughs> because we kept making the jokes, too. Like, oh, wow. We kept making the oh, wow jokes because we're really one-note comedians here. But, <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah, he's dead. I don't even think... Aren't they, like... Isn't Ben Affleck crying over the one oil driller who, like, didn't even get, like, an introduction? (laughs) There's a few actors who keep, like, popping up, and I'm like, wait, who the fuck's that guy? Who the fuck are these people? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I keep forgetting some of these castmates. Owen Wilson's dead. The random guy who nobody knows is dead. Yeah, so the independence... Pretty much the entire crew of the Independence is dead, except for Ben, ben Affleck, Affleck, Michael Clark Duncan, and Peter Stormare. And Peter Stormare. However, uh, back at NASA, they believe everyone on board is dead. Liv Tyler's watching this all unfold, and she's traumatized by the news. She thinks AJ's dead. And then we cut to the Freedom, which doesn't have the nicest landing either. No, um... They've lost communications, or satellites have been knocked out, their engines or thrusters are gone. I don't know, dude. Doesn't really matter. Yeah, all you the need nerds know- are going to figure that out. <laughs> the oil guys, they're going to get to fucking drilling. <laughs> they're going to get the job done. The groups are now separated. And you think at this point where everything's gone wrong, do you think Billy Bob Thornton's sitting there in the NASA headquarters looking around and all the people doing all the hard work, all the money being spent, all of the pressure that's on them right now, do you think he like turned to the guy next to him and been like, I'm just thinking, dude, like, what if we just trained astronauts to drill the hole? Are you fucking kidding me? 
I'm literally just thinking about that. Are now. you like, fucking kidding me? They've been in the, they've before. been in space. Like, we we spent like weeks, we spent years we, training our astronauts. We spent Why like did a week. Think? We spent like How a week we of time that we could getting possibly these drillers train to these to, drillers to. Are you kidding me? Space. No, you cannot. This say, is such a difficult. You mission. cannot say this to we the president. This you cannot say this to the. You cannot say this to the president. But seriously, though, like, at what point did he, like, realize, like, we fucked up? Dude, like, it's so stupid. And, like, the best the best line uh, that everybody's thinking, and it comes way later in the movie, but uh, that, who is it, the captain or the lieutenant, um, just goes, you and your crew were the biggest mistake in NASA's history. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there in just a sec. So the two groups are separated. Uh, they're The first group with Bruce Willis, because they still think that whole group's dead. Bruce Willis, they start drilling, but the drill be- bits keep breaking. They blow the transmission eventually. And so uh, they haven't drilled enough at the time that they need to. The, the timetable like, is... In like two and a half hours, slower. they were supposed to be 200 feet deep. They're only at 57 feet deep. Uh, people are freaking out. Meanwhile, over at the Freedom Crash site, uh, they've gotten into their rover that they call the Armadillo. Yep. And to bust out of it, <laughs> Ben Affleck uses a minigun. Yeah. Not sure what the purpose of this minigun on these these rovers okay. are. But. So, again, this would not – the minigun would not work in space <laughs> at all. Second, what, like NASA takes so much preparation and care to make sure that everything that goes up into space is a useful, and b like not cumbersome. What did they need a mini gun up there for? Hey Ted, yeah Michael, uh, this guy over here talking shit about the movie, like fucking kill him. <laughs> like I'm sick of these nerds. What a fucking nerd. Guess what? You want to know why we got a mini gun on the thing? So we can shoot it, dude. Yeah, so we can shoot it. So we can see bullets on the fucking asteroid. Don't like, be a nerd. I'm gonna bash you. <laughs> no, that's. But seriously, that's like the only explanation is that it looked cool. So at this point, the president enacts secondary protocol, which means that they're going to remote detonate the the nuclear warhead. However, if it's not, you know, drilled inside the the asteroid, it's pretty much just gonna you know blow up, cause a nice fireworks show, but it's not gonna get the job done. Exactly. So there's this whole thing. It kind of reminded me of Interstellar where even in a black hole, two dudes are going to punch each other on a mountain. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. So it's like they're on a fucking asteroid, and William Fickner pulls a gun. There's a gun on there in a lockbox, and there's this whole thing like, you know, we got got to blow this up, and and Bruce Willis is trying to persuade him, like, if you do this, this was all for nothing, and we kill everyone. Yeah, and so eventually he does. They disarm the bomb with, like, two seconds remaining. No, it's literally a second remaining. Oh, one second remaining. one second remaining. Excuse me. It's pretty sweet. Oh, wait, no, I'm sorry. The one second remaining doesn't come until the next bomb. So, yeah, they may have done it at two. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God, dude. They're coming close. So they've stopped the bomb. It's time to get back to fucking drilling, dude. (laughs) (laughs) So Affleck's crew winds up jumping across this huge canyon um, on the asteroid. I don't know how. Because they use gravity to when it works for the story. Because sometimes there is no gravity and sometimes there is. And, And like, I feel like there was a scene where they explained how, like, their suits make that happen. Dude, it literally doesn't fucking matter it just doesn't fucking matter it makes no sense scientifically it makes no sense for the story other than just to add another like 10 minutes of fucking stupid plot <laughs> but guess what dude uh did you notice those suits looked kind of cool that they were yeah, wearing they did. Uh, the suits are cool this was the first movie in which the cast was actually allowed to use genuine nasa spacesuits each one of them cost three million dollars <laughs> holy fuck yeah, what real nasa spacesuits? Dude, they had yeah. like 12 people in those yeah, exactly. suits 
Tell me about it, dude. Holy fucking shit. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Just for wardrobe. <laughs> so they're drilling through the hole. They're finally making some progress on it. Um, but like a gas leak. Yeah, they hit a gas pocket, I believe, which blows the goddamn armadillo into space. And they lose uh, the fat guy. Yeah, the, uh, the guy. Um, <laughs> meanwhile, Boochbag is going nuts. He has space delirium. No, space dementia. Oh, excuse me, space. Yeah, get it fucking right, dude, because these writers... They took, a, they took a lot of time to get the space dementia in there, which, I, you know, I can appreciate. He's also firing a gun that shouldn't be there and makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Steve Buscemi also, when asked why he did this film, he's replied, I wanted a bigger house. <laughs> I mean, I, makes, I love that man. Makes sense. Yeah. I do. He's my favorite. So just as all hope seems lost over the goddamn horizon. Ben Affleck comes up. Uh, he's running his rover, and you know it seems like you know we got a second chance, boys. Mm-hmm. So they start drilling. Uh, they're, I mean, they're really cutting it close here. They start drilling the hole, and there's this great scene where Ben Affleck and Bruce Willis. And when I say great, I mean relative. Um, <laughs> you know where with- where where Ben Affleck is like really pushing the limits of the drill and Bruce Willis is like I trust you keep drilling make the call they do it dude they make it to 800 feet even though when this scene started they were at 779 79 it, it makes no sense because in the very beginning or not in the very beginning of the movie but in the beginning of this whole plan they said in two and a half hours it would take them they'd be at 200 feet isn't that what they said something like that yet yeah. in a half an hour or whatever 15 minutes Ben Affleck was able to drill 800 feet? <laughs> well, I think I Wait. think we're meant to assume that it went oh, went through a couple hours, but in like a matter of minutes he he caved through about 30 to 50 feet of it's almost rock. As if, yeah, the writers just, you know, didn't know what they were doing. <laughs> it's like they didn't care about logic at all. It's weird. <laughs> Whatever. Um, but so they make the for, for some reason necessary 800 feet uh they're going to go put the nuke inside ben affleck has to go clear some pipe in the hole um but guess what not everything's gonna go right on this mission it's so far has not and it's gonna continue because they break the uh remote that's supposed to detonate this thing right or or the uh the actual well, circuit it gets, wiring it yeah. gets damaged in oh, and some giant random giant debris explosion storm? debris storm no sense. Stupid. Uh, random uh, U.S. Marine dies or something yeah, like that. But it sets up the dramatic conclusion of this movie, okay? Someone's got to fucking stay behind and blow up the nuke, yeah, dude. Yeah, from here on out, it's waterworks, okay? Yeah, waterworks, no, not a dry eye from in, the, from here the, on out. Uh, in the theater. Stop it, dude. You're right. So they decide to draw straws. They need one person to stay behind to, you know, a- auto- manually uh, activate this this bomb. And guess who it is, dude? It's, it's Affleck. It's fucking AJ Frost, dude. dude. Reindeer Games himself. So he decides that uh, he's going to do it. He's going to honor this. And you know what? We all die. I'm going to do it saving the world. So he uh, goes down with Bruce Willis. I guess they need two people to start this operation, which makes no sense because... Well, no. I think Bruce Willis just offers to... I think it was like, send him off. Yeah, like, yeah tell just him goodbye like, I'll, I'll take you down there and make sure you're all set so he takes it down there and bruce willis like unhooks his air <laughs> yeah he unhooks his hair so that he has to go back inside and he switches place with him it's a fucking six sense Shyamalan twist yeah. here dude willis is gonna stay i willis didn't see that coming stay. yeah whoa and he's like you it's your job to take care of my little girl now yeah. blah, blah blah i always thought of you as a son but now 
you can fuck my daughter. <laughs> I mean, that's about as <laughs> close to what the real to. line as it is. No, but yeah, I always thought you have a son. You know, this movie, like, these two are competent actors, right? Mm-hmm. Ben Affleck's going a little overboard with his screaming and stuff. But, well, like, but, it's, not, it's not terrible. But he's doing a good you know, job. I was going to say, he's like, not terrible. The, the scenes hold up. They're not Bruce too bad. Bruce Willis is doing exactly what he was called in to do, Absolutely. and he's doing it greatly. This is before Bruce Willis stopped giving a shit in movies. Yeah. Like, he, he's genuinely trying here. Yeah. So. You know, he go. There's a whole trouble trying to get off the rock. They wind up doing it, of course, and then well, uh, and then Bruce gets to talk to his daughter. In it really actually is like a very good scene between them. Where yeah, uh, and I say between them, between them, and apparently everybody in Houston and on the spaceship because he's on like every monitor for like his last breath words. And we were talking about how cool it would be like post world being saved to just go on youtube and being like dude that's the hero of humanity like his last (laughs) words saying goodbye to his daughter like oh that's goosebumps if it's real in this it is what it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah but Um, but again no he's selling it it's a good performance by bruce willis mm -hmm. um tells her goodbye and yeah you'd think someone would be like this seems like a private we should maybe mute this but they get off uh the rock bruce willis he, he blows up the With rock. With literally a second to spare. Literally a second to spare. Blows up the rock. Fucking humanity saved, dude. They did it. Everything's good, dude. We get a uh, little heartwarming reunion scene back at home where, you know, Liv Tyler runs up. She embraces Ben Affleck. Uh, the uh, Will Patton gets to see his ex-wife and his son again. Everybody's happy. Steve Buscemi finds some stripper that he's going to love. He's a good-looking stripper. And that, I think it was it was close again to this point, again, that it's still sinking in. Owen Wilson's dead. Owen Wilson's <laughs> dead, dude. Well, because, hey, wow. because after they're celebrating, they go to a shot of their wedding, yeah. and they have the photos. <laughs> Three of photos the, of the people who died. Yeah, of the people who died. <laughs> and we were, you know, it focuses in on Bruce Willis, but we're like... Oh, wow. Owen Wilson died. That's right. <laughs> it's like, holy shit. So unceremonious. I mean, Steve, you just, why? he was there and then he wasn't. It was so weird. Like a candle in the wind. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, that's Armageddon. Yeah. yeah. Then we get a little weird. Then, then the footage turns <laughs> yeah. to like vintage, like film stock, which makes no sense. Yeah, and we get it. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Beautiful song. Really good. Dude. Sends us off. And that was Armageddon. So, Zach, you seemed, I would say, kind of angry. I would, I think I counted four times at which point you turned to me and said, I fucking hate this movie. I, feel, I mean, yeah, dude, I, I'm, I'm going to be very forthright with you, man. I, I, I will preface this by just saying it. I fucking hate Michael Bay, dude. I think he's one of the worst Hollywood directors really? out okay, there. I okay, really yeah, do. Yeah. Even, like, movies that I like from him, I, I just, I can't fucking stand the over-the-top, the macho, there's no subtlety to him. No, it's true. And this movie is exactly what that is. It's just, mm-hmm. it's over-the-top, no logic to it. I mean, I hate the fucking movies where there's, like, you know, zoom in on someone's face, like, let's go save the world. Oh, like, yeah. fuck There's a lot that, of that. Dude. It's so <laughs> yeah. lazy, nerd-bashing, like... <laughs> So, I mean, yeah, this movie, while I do find, like, elements of it still enjoyable, this movie still just is grating to me. I like everything he does. Like, and and there's just no convincing me otherwise because Mm -hmm. it's just so, I don't know, man. It's like I said, it's just like. It feels like he was just like on cocaine. He's like, let's like a fucking movie, dude. Let's do it. Like, so I I don't know, man. Um, Fuck. 
Yeah. Yeah. No. What, what are you grading it? What are you, what are you dropping this with? Like right, I said, so it's got a 39% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.6 6 on Out of a 39, man, it gets, I mean, it gets like a 25 for wow, me. Wow. Yeah, really? It's that really low? Bad. Okay. No, I mean, listen, man, the effects were cool. The music is, is really good. Good music, yeah. Um, and like you said, there's some redemption in Bruce Willis and Ben Affleck and Michael Clark Duncan and even Steve Buscemi, even though I hate his character. Right, yeah. So there's, I mean, what is good about it is really good, but I mean, what's bad about it is really fucking bad. Sure. So, so yeah, I'm going to give it a 25, man. Just a fucking dreadful movie wow. I yeah hate it. so like many michael bay pictures the length it suffers from being just so bloated oh God, and man. full of Two bullshit and a half hours he's he's great at at shooting action and the action scenes in this are competently shot the relationships the dialogue everything like he normally does is, is very superficial and glossed over and it's also got that like commercial patriotism that's just like america fuck yeah i love well, my so country there's but like the this... way it's done in this is very kind of cynical and just cash grabby to me yes well, well it's very clearly like he's pan he's pandering, pandering yeah. to people there's this one scene where they're walking in a hallway just walking in a plain white hallway and then it does a close up on bruce willis and a wall covering american flag is there so Bruce Willis is dev- is like delivering this like I'm a fucking brave guy sort of line with the giant American flag it's it's like it's pandering like it's sure. just it's yeah. unnecessary it's out of place and like it's obvious what he's doing yeah there, there's a lot of ways to do that to, to to make you feel proud and patriotic about your country in movies and the way he does it just always turns me off I don't like the way it, no. the way it goes down in these movies but there are a few decent performances the effects kind of hold up. Like you said, the, the uh, set design, the budget, it, it's all there. Like, it, all of the effects and whatnot, as a movie, it's its technically well-made. But it, it's just too foolish. It's just too bloated, too long, and too goddamn stupid. Like, it's really dumb. Yeah. Like, we thought Con Air was, was, was really lazily written. Like, this, uh, movie this movie's is, bad, man. It is. It's, it's bad. badly written. But, but at the same time... Uh, there are too many things in it for me to just throw it away. I, I can't like completely dismiss it because there's a lot of skill behind the camera mm-hmm. and in front of the camera. I'm giving the movie a 45. A 45. I know, dude, dude. I just think it's it's just oh, a, it's just man. a fun like TNT movie you can like watch <laughs> while you're cooking. Like you know what I mean? I like, don't know, man. I know. And with commercials, this it, movie must be like three and a half fucking movie. Oh, it's got to be incredible. Uh, I mean, that's like seven, seven page pages. <laughs> um, uh, if I were to summarize it, like if 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 my name popped up on like the Rotten Tomatoes review, just my one line summary, it would be this movie has all the elements of a good film until Michael Bay shows up. Like it, it, I, I, everything that goes wrong with this movie, I place squarely on his shoulders. Okay. I think it's uh, dropped in my ranking of, of Michael Bay films uh, since revisiting. I will say it's still better than Pearl Harbor. It's still better than <laughs> Transformers than two Harbor. through five. It's still better than, Actually, that's probably it. I'd say Bad Boys 1 and 2, uh, Pain and Gain, Transformers 1, The Island. You think Island, it's better than Pain and Gain? No, I would say that the only movies that's better than are Pearl Harbor and the Transformers 2 through 5. I okay. would say that The Island, Bad Boys 1 and 2, The Rock, Transformers 1, Pain and Gain, and 13 Hours are all much better films. I don't know, man. Like, Maybe not much better, but they're better. <laughs> my, Michael Bay is the kind of director that I just make fun of. It, I get it, man. It's pretty yeah. hard for me to be convinced that he's doing something good, you know? For sure, for sure. And I think the uh, the weird 
like kind of asshole machismo misogynistic Mm -hmm. way he films movies works to his advantage in the movie like Pain and Gain which is what that movie is satirizing kind of right which I do need to watch you should see again I'm building it up too much because it's it's really not a great movie but in his (laughs) canon of films it's my favorite of his anyway that's Armageddon. I'm glad we got it done with because yeah, to, too, to think about watching this two and a half movie, hour movie again kind of gets me sad. But, no, uh, for sure. But that was the last movie of our listener request. Yeah, dude. So thank you everyone who sent in requests. We're sorry we didn't get to everybody. Um, we only had so many episodes this month. But, but we got a lot of great ideas from those and we're going to be hanging on to them and you might see them yeah, early I mean, next year. Yeah, who absolutely. Um, probably not next month though because next month Christmas time is here. Dude, There's what? no bad Tell the folks at home what we're doing. We are traveling to the year 1992, I believe, for Home Alone. Duh. Oh my God, Home Alone. Duh. <laughs> Home Alone was a movie that actually isn't as highly regarded critical-wise as that I mm-hmm. first remembered. However, in my opinion, Home Alone still holds up. It's a great movie, and I've yeah, seen I it so many that. times that uh, I don't need to revisit it. It's a good movie. Home Alone 2, I haven't seen in a few years, and I remember it being kind of one of those Hangover 2 carbon copy sequels. Yeah. However, it's got the president and Rob Schneider. <laughs> I'm down to watch it. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's going to be interesting, man. I haven't seen Home Alone 2 in, God, so long, because it's one of the things that I just kind of skip. I think I watch Home Alone 3 more than I've seen Home Get Alone 2. Get out of here, dude. The Scarlett Johansson one, dude? Yeah. Ugh. I'm well, not proud of it. I'm should. just saying, like, that's <laughs> There's what's also, happened. I think the fourth one had French Stewart in it. And it went direct to DVD. There's five of them. So There's five yeah. of those movies? Yeah, you didn't hear the last two at all. Holy crap. But uh, that's then. This is now. We want to thank everybody for uh, for listening to us, for subscribing, and for sharing. It really gets the word out. If you do, you know, let your friends know. If someone asks you, hey, what are you listening to? Is there any good podcast I should get into? Tell them this piece of shit one here. <laughs> yeah. And uh, apologize to him profusely beforehand, but let him know. Um, you can also write us a review. Uh, we love reviews, good or bad. And you know, it'd be cool if it was good. Though. It'd be nice, but if again, it was good. Follow but, your heart. Yeah, dude. don't lie for us. No, not on our sake. Honestly, we just like to know that people are watching, listening. That's right. That's right. So please write us a review on iTunes. If you send it in, send us proof that you did. I'll send you a free digital code. I still got a few left. Yeah. So you can also send check it our us. Way. You can also check us on Nostalgia Be Damned uh, Podbean site nbd.podbean.com where you can comment review and subscribe there um that's where we're hosted we're also on a couple of other podcasting sites i know if you look for us you google us you'll find us eventually that's right you can also email us at nostalgia pod at gmail.com with some requests or just some questions and maybe we'll do a little mailbag episode if we eventually get enough you know just if questions, we get enough emails or people wondering like what we do we would love to answer a mailbag yeah maybe a few dick pics or something like that It'd be like a community dick pic page, Zach. Stop it, dude. We could call it Dicks Be Damned. I've, I've shamed. Great joke, dude. <laughs> All right. I think that's pretty much going to do it yeah. for the meat of our podcast. Just want to remind you really quick. Um, you know, we we like to just plug some of our great sponsorship partners every once in a while. Uh, this new one is a very interesting product, Brandon. Uh I like paper towels. You know, they're useful. It's better than just, you know, reusing old dirty towels. Or your hand. Or your hand. But sometimes I think they just don't really get the job done. It's true. They're not thick enough sometimes. They're not thick enough. I wish they could be made of a disposable yet sturdy material. I'd want one that's environmentally friendly as well if I had to 
ask. Well, I've got good news and bad news, Brandon. Okay. The good news, or let me start with the bad news. The bad news is it's not really environmentally friendly, I would say. The good news is there is a product for you. These are paper towels made out of bat wings. That's right, bat wings, the same things that those tiny little cute creatures use to fly. Cute? Yeah, they are cute. You ever looked at a bat? They're cute. But that's besides the point. Their wings are really great for cleaning up messes. No, I just find it strange that you would describe the product before it's deceased as cute. Did the bats live after they've been de-winged? Uh, you know what? That's something for the nerds and bigwigs in Hollywood. I feel like you're looking, giving DC me those eyes, so we should to, just gloss over it. Sure, yeah, no, sure, absolutely sure. gloss over that. So, uh, uh, so bat wing paper towels. Yep. Uh, what's this product called? Um... You know, that's a great question. I just kind of have the copy here that just says, I, like, Batwing Paper Towels. I don't know if that's the name of the product or that's just a description of it. Um, so we're just, just going to go with Batwing Paper bat, Towels. I mean, come on. Google Batwing Paper Towels and see what pops up. I can't imagine there's more than one product on the air. Maybe there's a million. Who I knows? I can't imagine Batwings being very absorbent, but I don't know science, as I've said before in this episode. So we're going to leave that up to the folks in Thailand or... Whoever yeah. got us this yeah. product. Do me a favor. Don't think about it too much. Don't be a nerd. <laughs> that does it for Nostalgia Be Damned, everybody. Thank you for listening. Have a good time. I could stay awake just to hear you breathing. Watch you smile while you are sleeping. While you're far away dreaming. I could spend my life in this sweet. Stay lost in this moment forever